everyone. Welcome to the Intentional Parenting Podcast. Intentional Parenting is an initiative created by the church at Rocky Peak to provide parents with resources and opportunities for community with other parents to better equip and unleash you to help your kids become passionate Christ followers. For more information, please check out our website at rockypeak.org forward slash parenting. What's up, parents, and welcome back to the Intentional Parenting Podcast. My name is Dre, and we're going to be continuing our focus on being exhausted parents. We set this up in detail in part one of this mini-series, that being a parent is exhausting on every conceivable level, and we need a renewal and a rest that is deeper than just taking a nap or taking a short vacation. We need renewal at the level of our heart, and we looked at two key scriptures where Jesus promised promises to come to him when we're tired and weary and that he will give us rest. And so if you're new to the podcast or you're new to the series in general, let me encourage you to check out part one because it sets a foundation for where we're going to be going from here. And so today I'm excited because I'm joined by my friend Tim Schoen and we're going to talk a little bit about being exhausted parents as well as some practical rhythms to find that renewal in Jesus. So Tim, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Dre. I'm uh Glad that you think of me when you think of exhausted parents. <laughs> it's one of the first images that comes to mind, Tim. Mm-hmm. And so, Tim, on that, let's start off. How many kids do you have and what are their ages? Three kids, uh, 10, eight, and three and a half. 10, eight, fourth and- grade, second grade, and wonderful toddler years. <laughs> so, it goes without saying, Tim, you're tired, right? Very. All the time. (laughs) All the time. As we're recording, Tim is holding a cup of caffeine. I was late to this recording to get the (laughs) caffeine. (laughs) And no, as a fellow parent, I will never judge that, Tim. You can always be late if it means you're going to be well caffeinated. So, Tim, along those lines, let me ask you... Let me ask you this question. What are some of the aspects of parenting that you find tiring and exhausting? It doesn't mean necessarily that they're bad, but just where, where does your energy tend to go? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a a lot that goes into obviously the upkeep of a family. Um, and man, I have an awesome wife who takes care of probably most of the day to day. Uh, but even still, um, there's a lot, you know, getting ready for school in the morning that takes time and energy. Um, trying to be up before the kids are up takes intentionality and makes the mornings easier, but is not, uh, not naturally when I would like to be waking up, uh, (laughs) coming home from, from a long day in the office and then still having to be on until everyone is in bed and then past when everyone's in bed because they're coming out, uh, for every conceivable reason under the sun. Um, and I think all of, all of that just stacks up. And then there, there are the, the additional the questions that get asked and the conversations that need to be had and um, maybe discipline that needs to happen that requires stopping what I'm in the middle of and having to go back to what I was doing later in order to uh, to get with my kids and to make sure that the appropriate uh, focus is given to whatever is going on in the moment. Um, you know, in our house, there's five people running around. I can't have that much time that just gets to be me time. Uh, and even though I tend to be more people focused, more of an extrovert, um, you know, a little me time would be nice. (laughs) 
Tim, as you talk about the age ranges, especially from your oldest to your youngest, there's a big, there's a, that's a wide range. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about kind of the, the, you, your energy usage with such like such, such a difference in their ages. Mm. Man, there's definitely been, there's almost like a curve of how much energy needs to be, uh, poured in at different times, uh. I think of their life and development, um, you know, the three and a half year old still needs some help with, you know, simple bathroom stuff. And and thankfully the eight and 10 year old don't. Um, <laughs> and, and so some of that, you know, starts becoming a little bit more moderated and they get to an age where they can grab some of their own food in the morning and they can do some of that stuff. Um, but man, they're even with those differences, uh, everybody still has needs, you know, everyone still has their questions that come up. And, uh, I was counting this morning and I think I was getting, getting about 30 seconds between every question or request that was coming between seven and seven forty-five um, during that school morning rush. And that, that can be really exhausting. And evenings can be similar too, where it's just, there's, sometimes it feels like there's no time to think with all the variety of, uh, things that are coming across your plate as a parent. Can I just say, as a parent of three kids myself, if I had 30 seconds between questions, that would be a godsend. I My kids don't even wait for the first question to be done before they answer their next one. To be fair, I was counting while I was in the bathroom with the door closed. It was 30. <laughs> like that's You know, I've talked before on the podcast that sometimes the bathroom is my secret place. Yeah, not even. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim, for you personally... What does exhaustion look like? Mm, that's a great question. Um, my first thought is it would, I would need to be well-rested once in a while to have a clear idea of what exhaustion <laughs> looks like in comparison. Um, so it's not even a good word to describe. Oh, what man. I think real exhaustion, when I'm, when I'm really tired, uh, I notice that emotionally um, I'm more sensitive. The things that should be a smaller thing feel bigger to me, uh, that requests either from the kids or my wife or questions or topics of conversation. Uh, I find myself much more sensitive to those than, than I think I would be, um, in a normal day to day. Um, and so I, I think that's probably first place. Uh, second place is, uh, if I'm, if I'm really exhausted, my, my discipline, like my self-discipline is going to be lower. My phone's going to be out more. I'm going to be, you know, scrolling, trying to, uh, capture a moment where my brain can be focused on something else. Uh, and it's almost, it's almost reflexive. It's, it's really kind of living out of, um, just responding to whatever's in the moment and then trying to zone out in between those when I, when I'm super exhausted. Um, cause you know, when, when we were younger, before there were little kids coming around, when I would get exhausted like I that, I don't even remember. I would take a nap. I, that that doesn't happen. That's not a luxury that's afforded to me uh, very often. <laughs> um, and so, you know, instead, I, I think my brain just tries to shut off sometimes if I'm super exhausted. What do you see? What kind of impact do you see when you're exhausted on just your spiritual life? Hmm. I think the lack of discipline and lack of intentionality uh, means that I just end up spending less time in the Word. Um, for me, 
uh, spending time in the word at a regular in a regular regimented way uh, cuts the cuts against the grain of my personality. Mm. I'm a little bit more of a take it as it comes, um, less scheduled person naturally. And so, if I really want to make sure that I'm getting time in the word on a consistent basis, it needs to be something that I um, put effort into. And so, when you're when you're exhausted and effort is going into everything else, it's really t- it's well. It's easy for me to get to whatever that point in the day is and make a different decision that feels like it would be uh, restful or satisfying instead of uh, doing what what sometimes can feel like like work mm-hmm. just because reading and sitting and thinking and being intentional with the Lord mm-hmm. sometimes feels like more work than mindlessly scrolling through something that I'm going to forget. Even though we have the desire, it's amazing, isn't it? That it can yeah. feel more intimidating. Yeah. Or even exhausting just thinking about pursuing the spiritual disciplines. Yeah. And then on the other side of the coin, when I have decided, like, you know what, I'm I'm still going to do it anyway. Sometimes it's in those moments where um, after a couple minutes of actually sitting, opening up the word, starting with a little bit of prayer, uh, man, within probably 120 seconds, it's, it feels like such a better choice. Mm. Um, you know, it's like when you, choose to drink water when you're thirsty instead of the soda. Uh, it doesn't sound as good, but then as you're, as you're getting through it, you're like, oh, this was better for me. Um, man, sometimes time, time in the word and time with God, even uh, almost right away, not right away, starts really refreshing on a different level than just getting a moment to sit or mm-hmm. go do uh, whatever uh, hobby or chore mm-hmm. that I, I want to devote my time to. Yeah. So as we've been focusing on in this miniseries, I like the word you use, refreshment. Jesus brings us a deeper rest as parents than a nap will or something like that. Let's keep pulling on that thread. For you, you've been talking that specifically being in the Word provides Mm -hmm. that for you. So what does that look like kind of practically, like when you get into the Word and everybody's rhythm is going to be different. So I'm asking Tim to just kind of give us a snapshot of his rhythm, but in particular, as a parent of three kids, I imagine that being able to really sit and focus doesn't turn off the questions, doesn't turn off the running around or the Legos being thrown or tears or can we have a snack? And so can you walk through trying to spend time with the Lord while being in an active, messy household? Yeah, I think um, there are a few different things that have had to work in to make that happen. Like a part of it is, um, you know, my wife and I kind of both know if one of us looks at the other and is like, hey, I'm going to go spend a little time with the Lord. Uh, that means the other one of us is on, is it's active duty time. Um, <laughs> and so we're, we're blessed to be able to have that partnership and be able to lean into that. Um, there are also a lot of times where um, I can leave the house 15, 20 minutes earlier to get to work mm. and have like, have a little mo- like moment, whether it's in the car before going into the office or at my desk, uh, to be able to connect in the word that way. Uh, because I know that there is there, those same bombardments aren't going to be happening in that little sliver of time. Uh, and that, that, that time is a little bit less chaotic at home. And so it's different than if I were, um, you know, if I were to delay my coming home in the evening, that is an all hands on deck time. Uh, and so uh, for me, it's kind of trying to find those times where uh, I'm going to be able to slip into a mode where I'm, it's me and God without 
creating a lot of chaos uh, around me mm. and still knowing that some of that is going to have to happen. Yeah. That a sacrifice has to be made somewhere. The time has to come out somewhere. Um, and so those are usually kind of the time slots that, uh, that I'm kind of aiming for. Um, I try to get it done in the morning now just because that's where the time yeah. tends to fall. Um, and then sometimes it's in the evening right before bed. I realize like, oh, I, have, I haven't been able to get to it today. And it's going to be more important to me than the next 15, 20 minutes of sleep would be. Mm. Tim, you talked a little bit about, you know, you talked about the water metaphor and how you just feel better when you're in the word. Can you talk about the impact when you're regularly in the word for you on you on energy, on your parenting and all yeah. that? I think the biggest for me as a, a dad, uh, I think a lot of times I feel like um, ultimately my family is on my shoulders, um, which is maybe something that a lot of parents, mom or dad, feel that, yeah. that it rests on their shoulders. Um, and so many times that refreshment of going to get to, get to be with God um, is a reminder that really like that, that he's the one shouldering the weight of my life, that he's the one who um, is able to be responsible and I'm able to handle, like hand my burdens to him. And um, there's a lot of refreshment that comes, I think, from, from remembering that I don't have to be the one where things stop. Mm. Um, I don't have to be the one who's responsible for everything. Um that I have someone that I can lean on to the same way that my kids can lean on someone that I have. I have a heavenly father who can, I, I can lean on. Um, and I think it's in those times of getting to stop and be silent and still before him and spend time in the word um, that that goes from being a, a piece of theology that I have a heavenly father to a, a piece of my like lived reality of, okay, I really I have a place I can bring my burdens to. Tim, that's awesome. And I want to call out, I know it's not every time that you do it, but as we talked about a little bit earlier, I know there's times when you're in the word, in the midst of the chaos. Mm -hmm. And I think for all parents listening, it's powerful for our kids to see us engaging in spiritual disciplines. Mm -hmm. It's powerful because yes, they might be running around and asking for snacks, but they're recording what you're doing. They're seeing, in Tim's case, their dad making a point of being in the Bible. And both Tim and I have been involved with youth and teenagers for a large portion of our adult lives. And one key difference makers I've seen with kids when they're trying to get serious about God is not that somebody told me to do this, but I saw my mom or dad doing this at the kitchen table or in the chair or in the bedroom. They saw it modeled for them. And so that's awesome that you do that. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think we've seen that. Um, and man, the, the truth is it's a lot easier to observe than it is to put into practice. <laughs> uh, there have been plenty of times where I'm like, am I, am I modeling this the right way? Do they get to see it? And it's just kind of had to be like a thing where I trust God that, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to go because like my parents, when I was growing up, mm -hmm. super blessed to have parents who, who modeled that for me also, yeah. they would do it in the living room. And so we're waking up in the morning and they're out there in the living room. If I tried to do that in the living room, I'm not going to have any quality time with God. <laughs> um, and so there are times too where I'm like, okay, like, am, am I doing this the right way? And I yeah. think the the truth that I've had to rest on is like the, the right thing to do is for me to get time with God mm -hmm. and then let my kids observe what that looks like naturally yeah. instead of trying to set up 
opportunities for them to uh, stumble across me in the midst of a Bible study. Yeah. And parents, I think something that I love of what Tim just shared is it's okay to give yourself some grace. One thing I've had to come to peace with myself is spending time in the word out in the kitchen table, out and about. What should take me 15 minutes with kids and snacks and questions can take the better part of an hour. And you know what? That's okay. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. I've had to learn that being interrupted doesn't stop what God is doing. And so I'm excited for that. Tim, thanks so much for the conversation. This was awesome. I appreciate it. One last thing before you go. Tim is also the high school pastor here at Rocky Peak. And so for any parents listening that have high school students or know of other parents with high school students, uh, can you talk a little bit about Revolution? When does it meet and invite them? Yeah, Revolution meets on Saturday nights at 5.30. Patio is set up with a warm, welcoming environment even before that, uh, between like 5 and 5.15. And we hang out during that Saturday service. We wrap up at 7.00. I mean, it's a great opportunity to come uh, be with other high school students who are exploring what it means to follow Jesus, who are passionate about following Jesus, engaged in a time of of worship and teaching. Um, I think one of my favorite things that happens is when adults come through to see what our student ministry is, and everybody has a different idea of what a high school ministry can look like. And when the uh, the overwhelming response is like, "Oh, that's that's a lot like our main services, but for high school." I'm like, yeah, that that's exactly, <laughs> and that really is our, our goal is to provide that same growth uh, opportunity, that opportunity to pursue God together uh, as we dig into his word and respond in worship. That's awesome. Tane, thanks so much for joining us with this conversation. And we hope that you're going to catch us on the next episode. We'll see you then.